downloading this episode and subscribing on iTunes and watching on YouTube and subscribing. All right, let's first things first, guys. Come see me do stand-up September 5th, Milwaukee, September 6th, Chicago, September 7th, Boston, October 3rd through 5th, Nashville, October 17th, or November 22nd, Seattle, November 23rd, Portland, Oregon. All my dates are at Christina P. online. Thank you. I have to say, I'm... <laughs> I'm so excited to have this person um, on my show. I know because I'm such a huge fan. Uh, please welcome Katie Morton to the show. Hey, hey, hey. Hi. That's the best intro of any podcast, by the way. Right? Clean and shits. I, the light, the <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> Thank you. I've been getting so many compliments on it. And uh, it was Nadav. His friends oh, did it. Can you magic. That? Yeah, the one and only Jordan Baum. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jordan. Baum is his last name? Yeah, he's Jewish too. Like B-A-U-M? Yep. Not B O M B. That's what I was gonna say. He's bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. <laughs> um, but with me, so you you, you are um, a licensed an LMFT. Yeah, licensed marriage and family therapist. Therapist. You are an author of the book Are You Okay, which I have on my desk next to me, which I have downloaded, which I've I've read, and I've been a fan of you on on YouTube. I I fell down the Katie Morton rabbit hole like a year ago. Oh, how'd you find me? Man, you know, I'm always Googling. Just Googling shit. Yeah. Know? Trauma, uh, <laughs> postpartum depression, oh, yeah. I anxiety. Got, I got all that. Cool mom. <laughs> Not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. I'm curious, Cosby. <laughs> so um, I fell down your, because your, you have on your YouTube channel, you have a wealth of knowledge for people Anything. You've done a video on anything and everything. I mean, it feels like that. I remember when I first started. So I've been on YouTube for eight years. And when I first started, I was like, I'm going to run out of shit to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Flash forward eight years later, I'm still like, oh, my God, I haven't believed I, you know, I haven't talked about that yet. Wow. So yeah. there's always stuff to talk eight about. Eight years ago, you're like one of the pioneers of the YouTube world. Yeah, I was a weirdo. It's yeah. funny at the time, especially as a therapist on YouTube. YouTube at the time was like cat videos, makeup, comedy. <laughs> and then yeah. there was me. Yeah, <laughs> which you're delightful. And, and what I love so much about you, like you said, it, especially being a therapist, because you're a therapist, and usually that's a very buttoned up world. Um, they don't really, it's not accessible to people. Yeah, it feels like it needs to be stuffy or hidden behind walls. Nobody really talks about what it is or what we're like. And I think right. people expect <laughs> us to be a certain type of person, but we're still just people. So everybody's different. A hundred percent. Like my therapist, we do the very, very tabula rasa sort of. I don't, I know her, but I don't mm -hmm. know her. I don't and you're details. supposed to, it's supposed to be that oh, way. Oh, okay, okay, she's good. That's she's by great. design. She's good. She's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. I was, wasn't sure. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you break it down for people, which I love. You break down how, like, what the different types of therapists are. What is a diagnosis? You're, you always have a, what's the, called the DSM book, which is mm -hmm. the book of the big book of diagnoses, and you go through the criterion for certain disorders and what is a disorder and what is what is that. So, uh, you know, I have a lot of people emailing me and they're like, Christina, I feel like your show is my therapy, to which I say thank you so much, but I hope not because <laughs> I am by no means qualified. Katie Morton is very qualified. <laughs> um, Dr. Drew Pinsky is very qualified. 
And I consider myself a gateway, a portal, and then I push them to Drew and to you. Yeah, but honest conversations. Yes. People need to have those, and then it can feel so validating. Because you're like, oh my God, I'm not crazy. Or just a little bit, and it's like normal. Because <laughs> we're all a little bit crazy. Yeah, and you, like what you just said, because therapists are just people too. Mm-hmm. I'm in therapy. Right, so let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I've been in therapy off and on since I was like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, this sounds really weird, and God bless my mom, but like, all my parents or all my friends' parents were getting divorced. And my mom and my dad were like having their own kind of issues. They didn't end up getting divorced, but they were just like fighting a little bit more. My brother and I were teenagers, like bless their hearts. Oh my mm. God, teenagers are the worst. Yeah. But my mom was like, we should go to somebody and talk about that. People have been talking about therapy. So like, let's start family therapy. Wow. And yeah. not forward thinking of your mom. I know. Because that generation, no, not, like we are, we are the therapy generation. Yeah. The others are like, just stuff it down until it explodes. <laughs> just drink a lot and hit your kids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, spank them. They're bad. Yeah. yeah. The wooden, I call us the wooden spoon yes. generation. How does it? Yes. I was just talking about that. The, it's in Hungarian. It's called the fokonal. Oh, and, yes. I saw the clip because I yeah. got beat with a wooden spoon. I miss. Yeah. Worse. But my dad, it's funny. My dad, as a kid, had to pick his own switch. Like, go out <gasps> in the, I grew up in the country. <sighs> so, like, he had a lot of property to roam around and try to find a stick, you know. I hear that a lot. And there's something particular. <laughs> evil like you oh. get to pick your own mm-hmm. weapon mm-hmm. that's going to be used against you yeah like, what kind of mind fuckery is that <laughs> that's so evil what is that that's extra sociopathic right? it, yeah it's very extra strange. extra what is it when you hurt other people masochistic yeah or, or like sadistic. yeah sadistic sadistic Ugh. yeah so so do there are therapists required to be in therapy themselves they should be but no Okay. We, I, it depends on the only time I was ever required, which it wasn't even required, it was recommended strongly, mm-hmm. is when I was in graduate school getting my hours. So the way that it works to become a therapist is you go to graduate school for two, two years after undergrad, and then you gain... You, you major in psychology, I'm yes. assuming. You could major in psychology or sociology. I think those are the only two. Okay. And then um, go to two years of graduate school, and then you gain 3,000 hours in the state of California before you can become licensed so it's like potentially working for nothing i worked for five years i think and i was also like a sales rep and a waitress and like, yeah, it's like being a comedian <laughs> yeah you're like i later. do all these things until <laughs> i can do the thing i want to do yeah and even then you're like i don't really get paid that much yeah. um surprise surprise yeah but during um during that time like then you what was i getting at now i totally lost my train your of thought. qualifications oh and then i asked you if everybody's supposed to oh have to see therapy. a therapist yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um when you are in an internship gaining those hours some of those places require or recommend that you're in therapy too but i was already Smart. in therapy well because what's that is it called transfer is that what a transference or projection when you transference yeah, yeah it transference. can happen when you're you're kind of putting your own stuff onto the that'd patient. be counter transfer transfer mm-hmm. you're so in smart. there you're right <laughs> yep you know it all study <clears throat> philosophy what am I even here for I don't know I don't know <laughs> I just like to guess I'm gonna say a bunch of fancy words and then you like you were right mm-hmm. in it though you knew what it was I knew. okay okay so uh, so okay I, what I mean is how do you not like what if you get a patient who reminds you of that childhood person that you just you hate. You refer them out. <laughs> You're like, I can't do this. Well, unless you can. I mean, you should keep your shit under control. That's why I'm in therapy. Yeah. Because th- that wouldn't be like my knee-jerk reaction. And honestly, I've never had that happen. I have had people poke my buttons in certain ways where I'm like, ooh, ooh like, I didn't like that. You're getting aggressive or you're being passive aggressive and that's not healthy, you know? But I'm like, ooh, that stirred something in me. So then I bring that up in my therapy where I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. a patient did this and, and I found myself getting really frustrated or pissed off or whatever. And then she's like, okay, let's unpack that. Like, where do you think that's from? And like, when did that happen to you last? And da da da, you know? Right, you go down the... And if I can feel okay about it and be like, 
because I know it's my shit. So if I'm like, okay, mm, okay, I'm going to do this and then I can feel okay about it, then it's fine. I can keep seeing them. But if I can't get past that and then I'm not, I'm not really therapist me, I'm kind of like Katie being bullied, mm-hmm. puffer chesting me, then I have to refer them out because then it's not good. I'm it's not, not doing good my job for anybody. Which brings me to these questions, that, which I get a lot, a lot, a lot, and why you're here. I get asked all the time, how do I find a therapist? Mm-hmm. What kind of therapist do I see? And how do I know if my therapist is a good match for me? It's actually a lot easier than we think. So the way to find a therapist, Google. Right. Psychology Today, people post things. Mm-hmm. Psychology, um, that's a, sorry, that's a, a website or the the print magazine it's a website and the print okay. yeah but um and i think in the back of the print they still have the list that's old school that's real old but i mean you can do that <laughs> it's like the yellow pages i just got the yellow pages the other oh my day. god why do they still send that know. aren't we going green and shit know, I, I guess know. when it's yellow it doesn't matter like, i'm i don't know a bunch of old people like i gotta find a gardener right like, who's in the yellow pages i don't know dude Ugh. so anyway. so uh, okay so you you just uh, this wait google mm-hmm. yeah but word of mouth is best. So like if you're like, hey, I, I saw somebody I really liked or my friend saw someone that really helped them with, let's say, postpartum depression or anxiety, then check that person out. Yeah. Because people that you like in your life often are very similar. Yes. So that's a good way to start. And then go to their website. Almost every therapist, if they're decent and like kind of with it, should yeah. have some kind of website. And then you can <laughs> like read, because usually they write their own text. They don't like have a, a person that does that for them. Right. So you can get a feel for who they are. You can see the photo, you can read about their credentials, you know, you can get like a gist. So that's like, you know, kind of the way that you find someone. Yes. Or go through insurance. Or go through insurance. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people complain about the cost of therapy, um, to, uh, to which I respond, I find a sliding scale therapist, right? They have yes, those you can everywhere, ask for that. more or less. Yes. Um, I, when I started therapy, I paid $20 an hour to oh, see my shrink. I paid nothing. Really? My school offered it for free. <gasps> so back in the day, I don't know what my mom paid, but I think we had a copay of like 30 bucks. And then in college, all through graduate school, I paid nothing for six wow. years. Wow. Isn't that amazing? It was amazing. And was it somebody who was getting their hours? No. Oh. The second... The second person was, I think, finishing up their hours. But the first, Rebecca, my favorite therapist I saw for like two years, she was uh, actually a licensed psychologist. Oh. So she was even arguably more expensive potentially if we were like an outpatient, just, you know, doing our thing. So let's talk about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. What are the differences? What is a psychologist? What are you? <laughs> like, what are all these freaking, because I think that's really daunting to somebody. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, there's a lot of, there's always, every job has its acronyms and different like shorthand that they use and we have so many letters like lmft lcsw lpcc and people are like what the fuck does that mean (laughs) no dude they'll all work for you okay psychologist therapist counselor any number of those letters are fine the real difference is that a psychiatrist is a medical doctor so we're moving out of like a, a therapist counselor psychologist into medical doctor realm so that's someone that can actually prescribe medication Nobody under, like, I can't prescribe medication. Right. So that's the main differentiation. But then when it goes to, like, a psychologist, a lot of psychologists can do a lot of testing. So, like, if your child, you think your child is ADHD or is on the spectrum or you're concerned, a lot of psychologists specialize in, like, testing. So you should go to a psychologist for, right? Yes. Evaluation of disorders or whatever. Yeah. It's like they call it testing and assessment. Okay. Um, And then there's also, like, uh, people within schools that can do that stuff for you too. So it's not just psychologists, but that just tends to be their specialties. Um, and then therapists, social workers, counselors pretty much do the same thing. 
Okay. I'd like to pretend, oh, we're so unique and do different. We really don't. <laughs> You're all the same. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And then what, what's that called? Um, so there's like a type of therapy that's, I'm sorry, why can't I think of it now? Behavioral, cognitive behavioral. Uh-huh, CBT. Mm-hmm. So what's that? That is like your um, beliefs and thoughts and actions. Like you get in this cycle where like, oh, I have this thought about something. Yeah. I don't have any facts to support it. It's just a bullshit thought. Yeah. I'm like, that is true. Because I have this thought all the time. Then that thought becomes a belief, right? This is true. This yes. is This is who I am. Oh my God, I'm such a bad person. And then we have behaviors out of that. Oh. And then we go around. Which is around. insidious because the behaviors match a false premise and now exactly. you're making bad decisions mm-hmm. for a long time. Potentially, yeah. Because it's always about the yeah. stories we tell about ourselves, oh. right? To ourselves. Because oh. like, I'm I'm lazy. I'm ugly. I'm fat. Yes. I'm stupid. I'm a yeah. bad mom. I'm a good yeah. mom. I'm, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm bad at my job. I'm good at my job. Like it's yeah. all about those stories. Well, for the longest time I thought I'm not athletic. That's for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm not athletic because my mother would tell me so. She'd tell me, oh, you're not athletic. You're not doing. And I just did. And now I do Pilates twice a week. Mm-hmm. Look at you. I swim. So I f- athletic. I do stuff. Yeah, right. right yeah. I'm a freaking athlete. I'm going to go to the Olympics next year. <laughs> but like, uh, but those are false beliefs that, yep. that, that one holds. Um, and then it can it can really undermine your life and how far you go in life and what yeah. you do and who you marry and, <laughs> and uh, what about couples counseling? When should somebody get into couples? Like counseling? now, like yeah. yesterday. Yeah, that's the thing about because <laughs> I feel like people are always like, "Oh, do you see couples?" And I'm like, "Not if I can help it." Yeah, because I really don't like it. Why they they come way too late. Like, ah. it's like, they should have been here like five years ago. So when's, when should they, the Bickersons, when it's bicker, mm-hmm. bicker city? Or when you start to, if you're not a bicker, yeah. if you start to resent, if you start to be like, ugh, Ooh. they're doing that thing again, like, ugh, you know? Or if they like touch you and you like recoil just a little <laughs> bit. Because <laughs> we've all done stuff like yeah. that. You should talk to somebody about that because yeah. that means something else is going on. Yes. No sex too. Isn't yes, that a big indicator? Like, yeah, the biggest breakups of marriages are like sex and money. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. Having and different... then kids parenting. Well, we're, we're going we're gonna to get it. We're <laughs> going to get to well, yes, I don't money. know if I silence my phone. You better I'm such. I know. It's like I've never down. done this before. Oh, it's already done. It's, okay, good. It's, just, so it's just my OCD. I'm good. sorry. Oh, <laughs> OCDs. I've had those too. Yeah. So let's, let me, before we go. Okay, so how do you know? <clears throat> how do you find the therapist? Google. That's how you find your mm-hmm. therapist. What yes. kind of therapist? She says it doesn't matter. They're pretty much all same shit, different toilet to quote you. Pretty Isn't much. That you just That's said? almost yeah. exactly word for word. <laughs> Although if you have a certain issue, like if it's trauma uh-huh. or if you think you might have borderline personality disorder or if it's just anxiety, like it's fine to ask what their specialties are. Okay. And so that's where I would just ask like, so what do you specialize in? And if they're like, oh, I specialize in, and they name more than five things hang up the phone got you there's no way that we can do that no that's too much no too so much just like yeah if it's anxiety it's cbt if it's borderline it's dbt dialectical behavior therapy um and then otherwise just talk therapy a trauma specialist things like that so that's really it and what i get a lot of emails from hold on we're gonna mm-hmm. don't do not sorry no that's a lot find like, that. no that's good 
I get a lot of emails because I, my parent, my mother was a borderline mm-hmm. and my dad was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, questions of my parent was X, Y, Z, cray, 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 cray. Yep. How do I raise my kids so that they're not, they're not going to have the same issues or whatever. How can I be a good parent when I didn't learn how yeah, to be a good parent? There was parent? no example. I think part of it is just talking to other parents mm. and don't try to overcompensate. A lot of oh, parents I do, do that. that. Yeah, because we're like, oh, they were horrible. So I'm going to be super, super nice and like always forgiving. And, you know, yes, we still have to discipline our children. Yeah. But I think it's like you can read books, you can educate yourself and you can have people around you that are doing the same thing. So you can be like, oh, I tried. I don't know. I tried disciplining this way, putting them in a corner and it worked. But <laughs> when I tried to discipline them, spank them on the ass, it didn't work so much because then they escalate. You yeah. Know? So I think it's just like talking it out with friends, getting different ideas to to do it. And Unless your friends suck too. Well, yeah, Unless but I mean, hopefully your friends don't, you know. Yeah. And then you, maybe get new friends. You get new friends. <laughs> Find <laughs> healthy examples, I would say. Yeah. That's what I try to do is, and also you're right, I overcorrected. My, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, oh, everything's great. I'm going to discipline. And now I'm like, all right, I got to fucking discipline. Well, three. I, I mean. Oh, it's that's all testing all day, bro. Mm-hmm. I just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hit my kid. I do not. Never, never. I get I get emails from people that are like, oh. I spanked. I'm like, what What are you doing? No, like, yeah. That shit's not cool anymore, right? Well, are we done with that? Spanking? We should be done with that. Because I think that, I mean, they're, they're like, there are ways that you can teach. We know basic learning principles through psychology and research is yeah. that if you take things away from them or you explain things do. to them, that's best. Yeah. And timeouts are terrible for children. They Tell hate me. those. They oh, like, right, right. Yeah, they, but it's effective. It's effective is yeah. what I'm saying. Like they hate it and we don't have to do anything. You're just like sit there and don't touch anything for yeah. five minutes. And yeah. they're like, five minutes. Might as well be a monk. Yeah. It just, yeah. So like it works and it I, you don't even have to touch them. Just no. talk to them and yeah. communicate with children just the way you'd want to be communicated with. They actually understand a lot more than we give them credit for. You don't have to be like, so when you did the thing, you can just be like, hey, <laughs> you know, you you stole that toy from your brother and you know you're not supposed to do that. So yeah. you're going to have to sit over here for five minutes and think about it. Yeah. Because you should share. You Sharing's should, important. Sharing's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. And they're so. like, they get it. And they're they get like, it. yeah, walk over. Feel yeah. sad. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's the problem we got in our house. Two little boys, one takes oh, yeah. a toy. The older one takes from the other. Oh, God, it's exhausting. So <laughs> let's get to this. <clears throat> How do you know you've got a good therapist? How do you know you have a good match? You feel connected to them, like they're on your side. They're on your team, like rooting for you. You, They pay attention. Mm. I know that's so simple, but some people, I've heard some horror stories. <laughs> people are like, my therapist fell asleep. And I'm no. like, get out. No. Yes. Isn't, or like forgot their name. No. Don't go back. Uh, don't go back. Like, that we have one job. Listen. Yeah. Period. Like, really? So, and take notes. It's not that hard. Take notes all the time. So, yeah. make sure they remember all the important details, like who your spouse is, what your name is, how many children you have. It's yeah. really simple stuff. Yeah. And then they listen. You feel like they're on your side. You're working towards goals. You should be working oh, towards something. Are you, because I don't think my therapist ever told me the goals. They know the goals. I usually do because I think it's like we're together in it. Uh-huh. But I know that not everybody does. <clears throat> no, not in the beginning. Now she tells me the goals. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But everybody's different. Some people are like, oh, I just like to talk it out and vent. And I'm like, that's fine too. But if you're working towards something, you should feel like you're working towards it. Mm-hmm. And then there should be like, you know, basic checkups. Like, hey, how, how do you feel like you're doing? Do you want to take a break? Are we doing well? Do you want more session? You know, like general conversations about the progress oh interesting yeah interesting because therapy is not supposed to last forever 
think oh. a lot of people think, oh, once I get in, can't get out. Oh, I like to go. I want it to. No, but that's that's good. Though. I mean, I've been going off nonsense fifteen, so yeah. like I'm thirty five. Like yeah. it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But the goal of therapy is honestly be like, fly, little bird. Yes, you're doing well. Out yes. you go. Yes, come I'm back if you back. need, but I think you're good. You now, know? how did somebody know? I mean, that's why I love your book. Are you okay? Um, by the way, I don't get any kickbacks from Kate. <laughs> this literally came. If I had it to give, I would. Yeah, I'm just such. I'm such a fan of her, and I read this book when I was on a trip. I think I was in D.C., and I was like, I came home, and I immediately I was like, I have to reach out to her because you know we're on the internet together, or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Read it to get an understanding of what you kind of not. I hate the word should, but what what mental health looks and feels like and what yeah. it feels like to be out of balance um totally a lot, a lot of times we don't know when to go to therapy when no. should i see a therapist people don't know what questions to ask because you don't know where to start yeah. so that's essentially what the book is it's just like how do you even know what you don't know yeah um because you think you're normal well yeah and a lot of people don't talk about it either like yeah go to a therapist well that could mean a counselor psychiatrist i call it like what do you mean yeah you know there's just so many things to that i assume people know but they don't a hundred percent yeah yeah, because I didn't know I was um, in need of therapy <laughs> until I was like, uh, gosh, I'm anxious a lot. Uh, I'm not sleeping. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, Every time my mother would call me, I would just cry. Like oh. I'd hang up the phone and just like, like shaking and crying. <laughs> and uh, I was going to get married to my husband at the, you know, 2008. And uh, I was like, I don't, I don't think I want my mom at the wedding. I don't know something's yeah. wrong with mom. And I didn't know she was, you know, borderline. I didn't know until I, until I got into therapy. And then all of a sudden my world changed. Because mm -hmm. of perception, right? Because you're like, oh, yes. like you see it through a whole other lens. Yeah. You're like, oh my God. Yeah, because it's like you're living in the matrix. And, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it's true. Or, or the upside, I, I like the upside, the upside down. down. Yeah. You grow up in the upside down and you think that it's normal to, especially if you have an alcoholic parent, you keep secrets. The world is you know it's different it's different mm -hmm. anyways um it's good to know that you're a not alone and b that you're, you don't have to suffer and i think the two things i get the most from people is i i have anxiety and i have depression those are the most common mental illnesses worldwide anxiety is the most common what is it what is anxiety it can present in a lot of ways anxiety is and honestly anxiety and depression are cousins okay so like they hang out a lot and they drive you crazy <laughs> literally and sometimes one will happen when the other's not and then they'll swip swap and then yes. they happen at the same and then when they happen at the same time it's like the perfect storm in the worst way where you're like i'm sad and frustrated and angry but i'm also super anxious and i have a lot of energy yeah and that's really dangerous because that's yeah. when like people could try to kill themselves things like oh that. Is that or hurt right? other people mm -hmm. oh dear yeah. but you know those are that's just how we feel it doesn't mean we're going to do anything but that means that can bring us to that point where we're like is my life worth living? Ooh. I don't know. This person really pisses me off. Like you just feel so <laughs> scattered and not yourself. Jesus. And you take those calls. I do. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know. You're stressing me out. God damn it. I don't know. Um, okay. Oh, so, but anxiety. Sorry. Yes, I didn't even yes, answer your question. Yes. Anxiety and depression. So okay. anxiety is when we have a lot of worry and we can't control the worry. Oh God. So it's yeah. like you worry about everything and anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, you just have no way to deal with it. And then depression and anxiety can have panic attacks, but that's panic disorder. That's like one of the anxiety disorders. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like generalized anxiety disorder, which is like what anxiety, basic anxiety. Um, and no matter how much you try to control it, it doesn't get better. Then depression, on the other hand, is like you don't enjoy the things you used to. You don't have the energy you used to. You've had fluctuations in sleep, appetite, and you just feel overall just shitty. Mm. And that has to last for most days for at least two weeks. 
when you say that has to last, <coughs> you mean to be diagnosed <laughs> as depressed, right? Yeah, as having major depressive disorder. A disorder. Mm -hmm. That DSM book we were talking yes. about earlier to get a diagnosis mm -hmm. or whatever. What about getting meds? So how does somebody, let's say they're, they're so anxious they can't go on, they're so depressed, um, would you recommend people see a psychiatrist? Yeah, a psychiatrist over your primary care doctor. Correct. <clears throat> oh, because, oh, 100%. Because the, they don't, yeah. they just see so many people. And I'm not saying that they don't know, because they are a doctor, but they don't specialize. Like, again, if we're right. wanting psychotropic medication, which, which is what we call like antidepressants and stuff like that, you want to see a psychiatrist. Right. And so um, I think the, like, the way to know if you need medication is if you don't have the wherewithal to even try in therapy, if you're like, I'm too anxious to even try to find a oh, therapist, yeah. I'm too depressed to get out of my house, like, what am I going to do? Oof medication can be i call it like a life raft like gets you just above the water enough so that you can do other things um i don't think people should only take medication yeah because it doesn't fix the problem that's like saying like oh i have pneumonia i'm just gonna take a cough drop right and you're like dude like okay it made a little better but you're still really sick like yeah. you're not fixing it yeah the underlying we're issues. still in the upside down yeah you're still you're still thinking your, your thinking is still skewed exactly you have to get that corrected oh man so one of the biggest things I get asked is postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. And I feel, because I, I, I had it twice, once my first kid and with my second baby, and now I'm just kind of coming out of the fog of it. Um, and what really was curious to me is that the, the term postpartum depression, you're like, what, what do you, yeah. depress, I'm always fucking depressed. I'm a comedian. <laughs> so what's the difference between, and it's really more like postpartum anxiousness. It could be postpartum yeah, it, OCD. Yeah, it's, it's postpartum like, mental illness. Like you uh -huh. have something that comes on along because the hormone shift is brutal. Yes. Not to mention the body shift. Like think about all the stuff that happens. You're sleep deprived. Yeah. You're, that's enough to make you, that's how they torture prisoners. It, totally. Literally. And you've had like an intense medical procedure. I'm yes. just calling birth a medical procedure because it feels like that. Like all my friends like are have stitches or, yeah. you know, C-section or if they had to like, stitch you up because they had to cut 100 percent. you know um all cut that stuff yeah that's exactly like do yeah. i say taint because it's yeah, really what it is say taint. Yeah. <laughs> i have mine twice cut it's so. horrible and my friends i feel like they come back from battle oh like, yeah girl they like barely get around yeah, i'm like don't worry worst. i'll bring the lunch you just you just sit there <laughs> and do the hard. thing because it's, it's bad it's hard. but the neat part is that this sweet little nurse uh, washed my cooch for me the they, do, they do yeah which is me i was <laughs> in the toilet and she lies so lovingly they got to take care of you that's, you know, got to heal. Got to heal. So postpartum so, so yes. can happen within a first, the first year. So people think, uh -huh. oh, if I don't have it right away, I'm in the free and clear. You have a whole year after giving birth. That's what Alyssa Milano said, that it happened a year after. Mm -hmm. So she was within that time range, and the doctor was like, no, you just need to take a walk. That <laughs> doctor needs to go back to school. <laughs> no. Because, <laughs> like, that just makes it feel more invalidated. It makes yes. you feel like shit. Yes. Yeah. So there's that. And then there's also, we have people writing in about miscarriages. And mm -hmm. um, a lot of women, we had this woman last week who she said, I, I had a miscarriage, and now um, I'm so afraid of getting, a pr of getting pregnant again. Yeah, of course. The trauma, right? And the grief. Is that what it is? Like unresolved trauma after you've had a miscarriage and you're pregnant again and you're just afraid of losing that yeah, life I, again? Yeah, there's a lot to yeah. miscarriages. I think, especially because we're having children older and older, mm. we're at higher risk for having miscarriages. It's not to say that like younger people don't have it because that's not what I'm saying, but just our lifestyles are different. And we're yeah. not putting children, we're not having children like 19 years old. Right. So you your, know? your eggs do get old. Shit gets old. I know. I mean, my sh it's all getting old. Tick, 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 <laughs> you know. But I think the, the thing that people don't talk about enough is like, it's not, it's, you have a dream. As soon as you get pregnant, 
women yeah. women create a dream of like what it's going to be like especially oh, if you're boy. trying right okay miscarriage when maybe it was an accident might have a different like you might not have this dream right away because you might be like oh my god that happened um but you start this dream then there's the loss of the dream which is like part of the grief oh, yeah a lot of my friends who've had miscarriages still tell me how old that child would have been oh which is like, really oh yeah. wow wow so it could be like a later miscarriage which is horrendous mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's hard and i think there's that. Then there's like the, did I do something wrong? I have failure? that. Yeah. Like, what did I do? I One time I ate a uh, sushi. Yeah. And I, I didn't even know I was pregnant. Or I like maybe I went for a run or I yeah. had that, had that, that, <laughs> that tequila sunrise yeah. when I didn't know I was pregnant yeah. at six weeks. Yeah. We blame ourselves yeah. when sometimes it just, it's just the body's way of dealing. Well, nature's, not, nature's a savage. It, right. She doesn't right? care. No. She's, she's like, sure it's healthy. Didn't get the hormones up right away. This isn't going to work. Drop this one. Yeah. And it's like legitimately how our body works, but our brain takes a while to catch up. Yeah. And so there's the, I did something wrong. Um, I'm being punished. Oh, you know. I got that one too. Yeah. I'm probably shouldn't, I'm not meant to be a mom. Yes. We make all these assumptions. crazy and that's a false belief. Mm -hmm. right? All these stories. Yeah. The stories that you tell yourself yeah. that are wrong. Yeah. And so miscarriages, I think talking to someone about it, there are uh, therapists who specialize in like uh, patients going through IVF. Like if oh, you're having good. fertility, yeah, there are fertility, especially in LA. I mean, yes. we have, if you're in a city, you have so many more options. Um, but there are fertility specialists in therapy and doctors who do IVF will have those names and numbers. So you just oh, call them. God damn. Cause mm -hmm. that's true too. Going, just trying to get pregnant is a whole roller coaster of emotions. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody tells you that. No. And like the, and then making sex a chore instead of an enjoyment where you're like, Hey, I'm yeah. ovulating like TikTok. Let's get this going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yes and then mm -hmm. after you have the baby you don't feel like effing well no and you can't husband. for at least six weeks right 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 and but sometimes then, it never comes honest. back around that's true so then there's that issue mm -hmm. and then the marriage how do you deal with mm -hmm. having a husband and the kids and it's so and everybody much. wanting a part of you and doing something like oh. nothing was truer so one of my close friends from back home she has two children at the time she was pregnant with her second and her first was i think two and a half and she was like climbing on her and um and she was like mommy just doesn't want to be touched right now and i was like never have truer words been spoken. just don't touch <laughs> and she was saying after breastfeeding and then having the toddler like it was oh. even worse and she didn't want her husband to touch her you know they, it's, yes, it's, it's real yeah. i don't want people touching me all the time yeah it's normal yeah well and i think too a lot of the reason i do this excuse me podcast is um so that women don't feel so guilty about ambivalence which is a word i learned yes. in therapy <laughs> do you, would you like to define that because I think I know what it means, but not, you're a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a linguist, but I'll do my best. Yeah. Ambivalence is like neither good nor bad. You're just like, me. Yeah. It's kind of that feeling, which is kind of part of depression a little bit. Oh, yeah. Where yeah you just, sure, it, sure. We call it anhedonia. Oh, when yeah. When it's like you just don't enjoy things. You're like, yeah, everybody's going on this trip. And you're like, me. <laughs> <laughs> I could go, but. Meh. Mm, right. mm. But, but um, ambivalence. Um, but what's it called when you have con conflicting emotions? Like, for instance, like I cognitive dissonance. Uh, well, um, no. Mm -hmm. Okay, for instance, I love stand-up <laughs> comedy. Mm -hmm. However, there are parts of it that are fucking terrible. I have to travel. I, you know, I don't have to. I get I'm away from my family. Sometimes I'm eating, you know, nuggets for dinner. <laughs> of course. But I love it. So there's two contradictory feelings at the same time. It's I mean, so I call it. There might be another word, but cognitive dissonance. Well, I guess it's not quite that because cognitive you still dissonance. Love it. Yeah, but cognitive dissonance is when like something that's happening goes against what you really think you are, and you're like, wait, 
these don't oh. work. So I guess it's not that. It's hmm. just like conflicting yeah. beliefs and thoughts about yourself or your situation. Right. And I think a lot of motherhood is in that, sometimes in that gray zone. Mm -hmm. um, not all the time. Obviously, like, I, I it's like 51% awesome is the, <laughs> is so someone said to me a while back. And I'm like, yeah, that's so freaking true because you love you're obviously like you love your children you you love what you, i had two i went back for seconds clearly i enjoy <laughs> it like um but then it's not every day is amazing um there are times when you don't want to do the duties that you have to do but of you course. fucking do them anyways because well, you have to yeah because you have to but i think accepting that part that it's not all wine and roses and it's not this like the, it's not this 1950s vision that they sold us yeah, i think it's expectation versus reality there you go because it's like we're assuming yeah. because our generation still we were raised like women do the laundry and yeah. make the dinner and do all these things. We love having kids and we have kids right away. And it's yeah. amazing yeah. because we were raised by those people. <laughs> right. And our grandparents were really those people. Yeah. So like the trickle down of that. And now we fought to be like, but we want everything that the men have and we want it all. But we haven't let go of all the other shit that we were supposed to do. So it's like, there you go. How do we survive when we're supposed to like do the dishes, uh, do the laundry, make the food, get the food, be the major purchaser for the home, also have sex with our husbands sometimes if we can really deal with it, also have kids and like deal with that. And then I know some of us are primary breadwinners also. Right. So it's like, when do we sleep? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the answer, Katie? <laughs> you have to have division of duties because it's not all on us. And that doesn't make you a bad wife or a bad mom. Let, t say more division yeah. of duties Go so ahead. like you cook one meal he cooks the next meal wow. whoever cooks doesn't do the dishes or you get up and get the kids ready one day he does the next day or you know you pick and choose your days and weeks if you're out of town obviously he's gonna do it but then swip swap or outsource some shit that's my favorite is outsourcing. that's my favorite <laughs> how did you know i'm like can you deliver that to my house perfect oh. in the next three hours golden i will pay extra for that fucking hundred percent i had we had this lovely woman that sent a video and she goes i asked for mom hacks and she goes my greatest mom hack is that i pay someone else to clean my house once yes. a month, and i feel so guilty and i thought don't feel guilty Stop. no you don't have time and why is that, that our responsibility right you all fuck up the house right we all have to you know so right. house, housekeeper we have one every two weeks and it was the best thing i've ever Man, done for I'm myself telling you, and i did have yeah. guilt yeah in the beginning i did yeah. too. I, so did I was like oh, i could have done this or like if i'm doing work i'm like i could be scrubbing the toilet Damn, like no. what the f outsource mm -hmm. i don't go to the grocery store unless instacart it's a praise jesus all for instacart. day every day girl <laughs> all day or day yep and i Hell order from yeah. jet or target delivered right to my door toilet paper jet. paper towel what's jet oh, jet <laughs> jet.com <laughs> Sounds like they should be paying me for this. I know. Well, I do Amazon. I mean, I got oh, Amazon, Amazon boxes too. all Same. day. Ding dong, mm -hmm. ding dong. They know me by name. Those, Same. The white van. That goes <laughs> They're like Amazon the again yeah, yeah, for the third time today. All day, yeah. bitch. Um, yeah, outsource is much. Now, this but Jet's like Target, just so you know. It's the same. Okay. They just have different items. Sometimes I can't find what I want on Target. And Jet okay. will have it. Okay. Like Jet, like the airplane? Yep. J-E-T. Uh -huh. Now, back to the show. It's interesting because you actually, I was going to give you a question. So this mm -hmm. woman says, I do too much. Um, but how do you have the conversation with the husband who needs to pick up the slack? 
Because let's say you've got a guy, let's say you're in a situation now where it's more traditional. He works, you're the stay-at-home mom. Yep. And you would like to have the roles be divided a bit equally. Now, the, the party line is, but he works, and I know he's food for the family, and I got to do it, so I can't complain. So mm, you can, because like his work's not twenty four seven, right? So like, let's just get that out, because that's right. so frustrating, and you know that's not fair. So I think the conversation first should not happen. Whereas moms is P.S. Yes, that's the, what I was. The mom's that's what job I was is twenty four seven. Yes, and never yeah. we don't get vacations. We don't no, get girl. Yeah, it's like oh, we went to Disneyland. Yeah, that's like more work. Did you? That was like a <laughs> retreat for work. Yeah. No, we're going on a vacation next week with the kids. It ain't no vacation. It's no vacation. It's just feeding your kids and trying to get in them a different to sleep. area. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, but go no. ahead. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So there's, I think first the conversation must happen when it's not in the moment. So Ooh, no good conversation key. starts with like you unloading the dishwasher and then bitching about doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is when everybody wants to have that. Always. That they're f- grunting quietly. Like this so. is the fourth <clears throat> time this week yeah. I've had to put this away. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it never starts out good. So wait till it's not on on front of mind. Uh-huh. So you're, you're maybe you're in a better, more loving place with him mm-hmm. emotionally. You have more patience. You have more patience. And you will come out the gate in a better way to be received. Okay. So do it when you're not pissed first. Second, ahead of time, write down your bullet points. So mm. what are your main pain points? Is it groceries? Does mm. that is that what really gets you going? Like what is it that really starts? Because it's not the dishwasher. We all know it's not that like last thing. Yeah. Isn't, you know, it's like. Right, right. That's number 10. It's been building yeah. up for like <laughs> two months. Yeah. Or two days, doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah. so like what are your main pain points? Yeah. What are some solutions that you have? Because you need to come to the table with some ways that it could be fixed. Interesting. So that could be like, hey, I really think that we should pay the $150 a year for Instacart or for Amazon Prime or whatever. And this is why. And that would really help. Or we need to have a housekeeper come and it would cost this much more a month. Because we're all on budgets. We all have things we got to do. So like come to the table with ideas. Or like I need you to pick up one meal an evening on your way home from work. Could you grab because I don't want to cook. How do you phrase it? Do you literally say, I need you to? Mm-hmm. It would be helpful for me if you could. Ooh, did you hear that, ladies? It would be, <laughs> let's practice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Tom, pretend I'm, mm-hmm. okay, and I'm going to do it post-coital. Okay. That's when I, we're both most relaxed. <laughs> That's fair. That's when I know I have his ear, mm-hmm. all the rage, the, the poison all, juice is out. It's out, mm-hmm. I'm so I'm gonna recommend for the ladies. Okay, she didn't say I'm gonna I'm gonna yes and you on mm, this case. That's per- perfectly fine. Milk is milk him so mm-hmm. that he's empty and he's not rageful and he's t- and you get him <laughs> tired. That's when they're tired and vulnerable. Yep, they're calm, susceptible. they're ready. Yep. Yeah, you've just done the magical thing, Tom. You know, um, wait, sorry. How do I start? I, I need you. No, no. How about, it really stresses me out when I have to cook dinner every night. How about we start out yeah, with like um. Could I just talk to you about something that's been bugging me? Can I talk, Tom? That was really, your lovemaking was amazing. <laughs> your dick is huge. You're, you're such also. A, yeah. <laughs> Tom. Best sex of yeah, my life. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. P.S. <laughs> Tom, you, did your penis grow since this last trip? Gosh, you're so strong and yeah, I know. So manly. How, mm. Yeah, your technique was really good. Can I talk to you about something? Yeah, men mm-hmm. men get nervous when they hear. Can I talk to you about something? They yeah. go, they go, what, what? Oh, so shit. it's like, could I just tell you something's been bugging me? Something's been bugging me, and then he goes, yeah, sure, sure. I'd be like, um, I feel like I've just I'm so over, overwhelmed with mm-hmm. the kids and stuff, and that 
it's really hard for me to get dinner on the table every night. And I was wondering mm. if you could do dinner like one, one, five nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> like every night. <laughs> how about like, and how about like three nights a week? Would you mind picking up dinner? Yeah. On the way home. I really, I need you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I need you to. It would be like, you know, it would be really helpful for me you know, is really if you could. You know, it'd be really helpful for me is if you could pick up dinner three nights a week or mm-hmm. you could do dinner, mm-hmm. whatever you want. And don't complain, right? Like if they do it, you can't be like, you got this stuff. No, you yeah. have to be like, it, then it's like classic conditioning. Yeah. yeah. You have to be it. like, go. this I is amazing. This. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Maybe you could have sex again, just as like a, just to seal the deal, make sure the dinner's always coming. And then you're like, you just have to, you know, you can't be like, oh, you forgot the sauce I wanted for the, mm, shut the, mm, just be glad it's here. Did you hear that? We have to like get it in a routine. Conditioning. Mm-hmm. You use the word, Nessie, that's just so funny. <laughs> because I use the analogy like Caesar Milan, this mm-hmm. is in my oh, special, yeah. I use calm, assertive energies. I am the buck leader. <laughs> and you, it's a similar thing. You reinforce the good. Mm-hmm. Wow, thank you. That Sweetie, you've mm-hmm. got chicken and <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Oh my, the kids are going to. I love it. Oh my God, amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, you're just the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love you, sweetie. Thank yep. you. I'm so much happier. Yeah. And I'm so horny. This chicken I don't, makes, me, makes yeah. me so horny. Yeah. <laughs> food being delivered such a turn on can i tell you i i literally started joking to my husband that way you know what i started doing every time he took out the trash i'd be like "Ooh, look at your biceps when I'm you take the trash sexy. out yeah. i literally started doing it as a joke at first he knew i was joking with him but then I think it, it works it became real mm-hmm. and now i re- i totally reward yeah you I always reward it. yeah we yeah. all want to be rewarded and i have to say and i know this sounds this is very on pc and against the women's lib you know what they really want? They want sex. They want the validation. Yeah, it's a of sexual, course. Sexual, because isn't it true that to a man that's the biggest uh, what is connection? It? Really, yeah. I think it's the best way you can. Not, it's not. I don't want to use the term like please a man because obviously, but it's yeah. more like that's the best way you can show love and support to your partner. If to your a partner's male. a man. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the best way a man can show love and support to the woman? Listen. Yeah. And to and to really listen and be heard. And yeah. Not half-ass, like you know, where the it's oh, like stop this. It. I'm, I have it's to my, demonstrate. It's my dinner table. No, I know what you're uh-huh. doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh god. <laughs> for those of you just listening, she's going to her iPhone and I'm scrolling. Swiping. Yeah, I'm scrolling oh, through Instagram or something god. or that's emails my, or. Yeah. My, and you know what I do? I start talking. That's the thing. Yeah. And then they often won't notice. <laughs> <laughs> They're like mission accomplished. Yep. That shut, shut her up. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's been harping about that for six months. True, true story. I love it. Okay, so you so let's recap. Okay. Don't talk to them when you're angry about the thing you're raging about. Mm-hmm. Wait mm-hmm. until later, preferably post coital. I mm-hmm. think that's just my strategy. That's not Katie's. But we agree <laughs> it, that it's it, a good. It's strategy. a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you 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 convey your stress, but not in a shitty way. Like you don't do anything. No, don't here. blame. No blaming no blame. language. It's more like you know what uh, I. I'm stressed out. Mm-hmm. You know what would really help? Because men also like to help. And like to they? fix. So then you're fix. giving them, an, you're like already giving them that. You're like, this is what you could do to help. Yeah. And fix this. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah. They, they <laughs> like that. They love it. Here's a solution because mm-hmm. you've already thought of the angles. Here's what you need to do to make mommy happy again. Exactly. And then you get nookie. And, mm-hmm. and that's reinforcement. Coming, mm-hmm. The good things. Okay. Easy yeah. enough. And that's no score, cool. no keeping score either. Like when you yeah. come to them, don't be like, well, I've done it seven. That never gets anybody anywhere. Don't start counting like, well, I've done dinner for three months and 12 days and blo-. no. 
just be like, this is what I need. This is what's upsetting. And there's a resolution. Because I think in a marriage, especially what we're talking about, how women do everything. Mm -hmm. You're the chef, you're the psychologist, you're the the driver, whatever, the maid. The marriage is never equal. I think this is an illusion, yeah. <laughs> especially in the where we are in society. It's just, it's not, it's not happening yet. No, okay. and I think the emotional, like that being a psychologist, like I was talking to a girlfriend of mine who has two kids and she's like, the emotional work that I do for the family. Mm. And nobody talks about that either. Like that's mm. just like a, oh, it, it's not like food or cleaning or making money, but it's like, that's a lot of labor too. Yes. Well, that's what, it's funny. I saw an interview with Phyllis Diller and even she was saying, because at the end of the day, how the children are doing, it's mom's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks to the mother. Oh, yeah. Is Johnny fucked up? Is Johnny have mm-hmm. this problem? Is the kids, the kids aren't okay? Guess what? Guess whose problem that is? It's yeah. mom. So mom's got to keep all the stuff balanced. Yeah. That's yeah, a lot of responsibility. That's why, what do you recommend to women? <laughs> and how do we, how do we, um, how do you deal? How do we deal with all this crap? I think we ask for help. We ask for help. We delegate when we can outsource things. Outsource. Um, Until you feel like you're able to do everything and you have time for yourself. Because Mm -hmm. I know that people are like, oh, once you have kids, you never just have, you never get any time. You can make that time. Mm -hmm. Sure, that time can't be like, oh, a weekend away with my girlfriends. But it can be like, I'm going to go to dinner on my own (laughs) or I'm going to shower. 100%. It can be like, you know, have little moments to yourself throughout your day or th- once a week or whatever you need. Like we have to find a way to make time for what we need because there's always going to be something else to do. Always. And there's always somebody else that'll ask us for something, want something from us, but you have to be able to say no. So then boundaries would be the next thing is like, okay, so we've outsourced and we've told our husband, so we're delegating some things and we're feeling better. Don't fill those, that better space with like other shit that you don't want to do. Right. Cause we do that. We'll be like, oh, I've done this. Well, that means I can do more. Uh-uh. No. Don't fill it with bullshit. No. If you want to sit down and watch a rerun of Law & Order SVU, then Go you just fucking, fucking do, do it. it. Yeah. And maybe that could be a thing that you need from your husband. Yeah. That could be a need. And by the way, you use the word need. Yeah. Not it's, want because uh-uh. it's, it's a need. And and fun is a need. I just learned that yeah. in the last few years. <laughs> um, fun is a need. Exercise is a need. Sex is a need. Mm-hmm. Um, eating well is it like these are needs yeah. in order to maintain right your, your yes. and your emotional life you need to see i need to see a shrink otherwise yeah the whole family's gonna fall apart if mom's not okay guess yeah what? no one's okay nobody's okay yeah because the truth is with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> and the fucking truth is that mom is the head of the ship man mm-hmm. we're the head of the ship yeah you're the one that delegates the whole tone of the house. And if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody else Nobody's happy. Ha- I mean, happy wife, happy life isn't just a phrase for a reason. You know, it's like. That's the truth. Or like, what was it? My big fat Greek wedding when she's like, the man is the head, but the yeah. woman is the neck. <laughs> and she turns that head wherever she wants it to go. It's true. Like, it's true. But you're the leader and you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. So you fucking lead your house, bitches. Go and do what you need to do, man. Yeah. It's so that you can get back and lead tomorrow. Like yes. we have to keep doing it. So it's like people, I, I'm even guilty of this, like trying to fill space and be like, oh, I should be busier. I should be doing I more. Know. No, you're shooting all over it. Like, just let yourself be. If you need break, you need a break. We're not robots. No. So, you know, do you know Louise Hay? She's no. dead. Oh, no. oh Louise L. Hay. Um, uh, she's a hippy dippy lady. She oh, I like her already. Radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, she, I do this meditation. She, uh, she goes, eliminate the word should from your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Throw it in the dumpster. <laughs> never to come back again. She talks a lot. I love the time it. That was part that. of my therapy when I was yeah. a teen, was like not shitting on things. Because she's what like, you, you should, should on yourself. Like, I should be 
I insert should, thing. Yeah. I should be happier. I should be better. I should oh. do more. I should want to see my kids. I should want to should. do like, yeah. Versus no, what do I really want to do? And why do I feel pressure to do these things? Mm-hmm. And is that pressure internal or external? Because mm-hmm. internal we can 100% control. Right. Yeah. And if I don't want to be with my kids, <laughs> why? Like what's going on right now? Does mommy yeah. need, is there a need not you prob- being probably. met? Probably. Mommy yeah. probably needs alone time. Alone time. Because yeah. to give. Oh, it's a constant give machine. And yeah. you get exhausted. You have to refill. It's like you can't pour mm-hmm. from an empty pitcher and 100%. expect shit to come out of it. No. 100%. Yeah, even just going to get my nails did, I oh, do that. I, I did that away. yesterday. It feels so fancy. But I hadn't <laughs> I done go. it in like a month and a half. And I was like, Same. I feel like a dugabor. I can't even get my shit like together. Like a what? Oh, a dugabor. What's that? I don't know. It's a term my dad used to a use. A dugabor? It means just like not put together a mess, <laughs> like a total run amok. Was he American? Uh, we're Polish. A dugabor. Is, Is that, that a Polak? I have no idea. My dad was full of weird words. Yeah. But it was funny. The other, like it was like last year, this person came up to us and was talking about we were talking about weird phrases and I'd said something about Dugabor and he was like, I think that's a type of people. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, that's offensive. Yeah, but like, so was my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if yeah. you know what it is, leave oh, it in the oh, comments. Oh, Dugabor. Oh. Uh, it's, a, it's Russian. Oh. But we were the, Polish. The Dugabors or Duborski. Mm, a religious group. A spiritual Christian religious group of Russian order. There are many not. Nah. Dugabor, but I bet you he meant it like a schlub. Oh, they're pacifists. Like a dirty gypsy. That's what he meant, like a, like no. a schlub. Like a, a schlub. <laughs> they rejected the well, Russian Orthodox. Hung- That's so funny. Yeah, this, no, this is not what that, there's no way. But my, uh, in our, in Hungarian, it's a porost, which is like a dirty peasant. Mm-hmm. You look like a dirty porost. Yeah, so that's how I felt. Porost. A porost. A dirty porost. <laughs> so before we go, I'm going to backtrack because uh-huh. I did not. I, okay, when choosing a therapist, male or female, doesn't matter. It matters to me. So if it matters to you, then it matters. This is not time to be PC. Do you want them to be old, young, white, black, whatever? Pick a person that fits for you. I mm-hmm. like an old hippie lady. Oh, Louise Hay. You got to look her up. She'd be right up my ass. I was like, I like her already. She's fantastic. So pick what works for you. So and you're saying whatever you feel like you, who, who you think you'd be responsive to. Yes. If you're ideal, close your eyes and think ideal therapist. It mm-hmm. should be, yeah. Because we all have a picture in our mind about what it looks like. 100%. So pick somebody that fits that picture. Yeah, you know, it's funny. One time I saw a therapist and uh, he was like a roly-poly older white guy with a beard and he looked like Santa. Ooh. And he had white Velcro shoes. Oh, And mm. like, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Katie Ward, for your disdain for him as well. Because I felt if this man doesn't know how to dress himself. If he needs Velcro shoes. I mean, he looked at it. He had terrible jeans on. I'm like, if this asshole doesn't know how to dress himself, how's he going to tell me how to live my life? Yeah, that's like if he walked out of his mom's basement to meet you. You're like, and you're 50 years. What's happening? Yes, bro. How like, are you going to help me in my life when your life seems in shambles? That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Like you, you <laughs> want to you want to go with somebody that presents themselves in a manner in which you aspire to be. Yeah. Like, right. Dress for the job you want. <laughs> Praise his job is therapy. He wants to dress like a yeah, therapist. I mean, he dressed like a gnome, like a garden gnome. I'm like, yeah. no. Okay, I have some questions for you that I would yes. like you to answer. Of course. This one, uh, this one I have, this is a personal one too. I was just, I had a mom friend over. We discussed this. Okay. One topic I love to discuss. Having an irrational fear about getting some sort of sickness and leaving your kids behind at a young age. I have a pain here or there and I instantly go to the thought that I'm going to die and leave my kids without a mother. Maybe you could have a psychologist slash counselor or whatever to discuss this. 
Yeah, I have, I have it all the time. Existential angst. I think it's anxiety. That would make sense because it's worry, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have like a real. I mean, kind of. There's a trigger like, oh, oh my back, oh my god, I could have cancer, and I could, die. you know, like I get it, but it there's really no real reason. We're almost like spinning it into something that it doesn't need to be. Oh, which is probably a couple of things. It's probably anxiety driven. Yeah. And it's also just the intense pressure of being a mom Mm. because they can't live without me. Mm. And that's the story you're telling yourself. And like, I could leave them and they could be destitute. It's like this, we're just allowing, like in anxiety disorders, there's OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Yep, now you're speaking my language. And part of OCD is like intrusive thoughts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's, that's the tragedy of, that's the intrusive thought. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, could you want to hear mine? Oh uh-huh, yes, Because I have a, I have generalized anxiety disorder. Okay. That's what I was diagnosed after postpartum depression mm-hmm. number two. And um, yeah, my thought is um, I probably have cancer right now. I'm not going to go um, get my physical because I'm, I'm probably going to get diagnosed with cancer. I'm going to die. And then my husband is going to remarry a 20-year-old yoga instructor. And then she's not going to love my kids as much as I do. And then they're going to be raised by this dummy 20-year-old. And there you go. That's a whole fantasy. And that's it. Boom. Period. End of story. End of story. Yeah. OCD. Yeah. Really? Anxiety. Anxiety. Yeah. Because yeah. it's yeah. all this umbrella of anxiety disorders. Yeah. And then OCD is one of them. And also it's part of just like negative thought spirals that oh, we get yeah. into, right? Which is yeah. kind of like that depression that like hangs out and like fucks our shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just, like all dark, right? Yeah. <laughs> but in, intrusive thoughts are always dark. They're usually violent or sexual in nature. Oh. So don't think that it like you're a bad person or you're creating these thoughts as part of your mental illness. Sexual thoughts, mm-hmm. dark sexual thoughts. Well, it could be like, oh, what if I just ran over this person on the sidewalk, or what if I drove my car off this bridge, or what if I had sex with that barista dude? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> I think those. I think weird thoughts constantly. <laughs> Everybody does, but nobody says anything. There's like, oh, don't tell anybody about that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I I do it. I do. T- that's so funny because mm-hmm. on airplanes I'll see men walking down the mm-hmm. aisle and I'll be like I wonder if I could love him I wonder <laughs> if I could love him no and then I'll find like a cosmetic reason why I don't love them <laughs> everybody does stuff like that oh that's so funny I didn't know that yeah, yeah and then you feel like an alien and then you're like share yeah you're like oh I'm creepy you yeah. know <laughs> creep myself out <laughs> yeah intrusive but 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 the label intrusive is when they're what persistent and they bother you or yeah they're bothersome you don't like them if you like them then that's a different that's oh, like, like them. Then, then that's ocpd which is like oh. obsessive compulsive personality disorder so oh, in yeah. in psychology we talk about ego syntonic meaning feels good i like it like people with bipolar disorder tend to sometimes like yes the elevation in mood not always but sometimes but then it can be ego dystonic where you're like fuck this, what is this? I don't like this. Why am I having this again? Mm. And I'm a creep. Or like, why did I think that? That's weird. Hmm. Don't mm. tell anybody. <clears throat> Pretend to be normal. <laughs> oh yeah, I did that a long time. I, I'm normal. I'm great. And yeah. then the shame um, that comes with it as well. Yeah. Of like, oh, I'm just doing great. I'm mm-hmm. fine. I'm yeah, like... holding it together. Just barely, but nobody knows. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fun being a human, isn't it, it? It's so, yeah. Always changing. What the fuck? Okay, this one's great. So have I, her talk to somebody. So uh, she should sorry. talk to somebody. You should talk to somebody about your existential um, maternal angst. Is that I just diagnosed that. <laughs> you find some kind of um, anxiety. Yeah, I talk to a therapist. It could be part of like OCD, anxiety disorders as a whole, or depression potentially, like postpartum. 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh, also I was going to ask you, what should mm-hmm. somebody do if they live in a rural area? Online therapy is great. Mm. Um, there's like, I think it's Talkspace and BetterHelp are both good options. Um, they match you with someone and then you can see some, even if you're like live in a, 
like I grew up in a really small town. I tried to find my mom a therapist, and they're all like either Christian. <laughs> I mean, no offense. I mean, no, if that's your stick. Don't worry, I don't that's think your many stick. listen. To my show. We're all strictly devil worshippers on my show, <laughs> witches and Satanists. Perfect, just my audience and Jews. Okay, go <laughs> so. So you might not find someone that's a good fit for you because you're yeah. like, oh, I just don't want to like pray before a session. That's yeah, weird. It's not my, my, it's not my, my thing. deal. And even if you are Christian, you might be like, I don't want that in therapy. Awesome. Yeah, true. So online's a great resource. Okay. So there you have it. So there's no excuse to not be in therapy, basically. You heard it from her. Get yeah. online. Go do talk space or with one better help. Better help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. There's no excuse not to get your life. Just talk to somebody. There's no shame in the game. No. What are people afraid of? Why don't they want to go? What's the fear? Um, I guess there's a lot of things. Stigma, first of all. Something's wrong with me. I must be crazy. That's, you know, don't want to get help. Also, what if they really, like, one of my friend's husbands is a psychiatrist. And he's like, if I go, my whole world could unravel. If he goes, the psychiatrist goes. I know. We're he's right. We're, we can be even, <laughs> honestly, right. that's why it's important to find a good therapist or a mental health professional. Because yeah. we can be super messed up. Really? Like people can get into therapy to either fix their own shit, mm. aka bad therapist, or mm. they can get in to help others, aka good therapist. Mm-hmm. So people worry that when they go into therapy, it's going to like pull that string and their whole life is going to unravel. And you're like, no, it, it puts things in perspective and helps you work towards goals of being a better you. You know, you go to the doctor and you get a physical to see how things are going. Shouldn't we go in to see how 100%. our brain is going since it's like the hard drive of our body? But you're right mm-hmm. in that you have to mm-hmm. trust somebody who's responsible yes. for because there is an unraveling. If you if you're in, in good therapy, you slowly kind of unpack whatever don't you think is yes. going down. What's been like all stuffed down into a nasty ball of hate and anger. Usually. Yeah, I hate <laughs> anger, hundred <laughs> percent. Everything's fine. And then, um, but then you need somebody who's able to also patch, like kind of yeah. put you together. And I feel like it's like tearing a, a piece of work of art apart and then putting it together to make a whole different piece. Right. It's oh my like gosh. you like un- you take it apart and then you put it back together. It's a great analogy. So that's what totally. therapy is. Yeah. That's what my lady did to me. Oh my yeah. god. And it can be so wonderful. That's the thing. It's oh super god. rewarding. I uh, would I would be a mess if it weren't for this lady. I've been seeing her for almost a decade, dude. Wow. Yeah. I was a mess. I didn't even realize. And like she saved my life. So for anybody listening, like if you think ah, there's no way I'm too messed up, no, just go. Yeah. And it's gonna take so long. Well, what else are you doing? I and know. you're sitting there full of anxiety and depression. You're miserable already. You got nothing to lose. People are like, oh, it's, it can be so expensive. They work on a sliding <laughs> scale. You can ask. Yeah. Also, what else do you spend your money on? Yeah. You spent probably like two hundred dollars on a pair of shoes. That could have got you like four sessions of therapy. Or whatever behavior you're probably acting out. Mm -hmm. You're probably gambling, drinking, Mm -hmm. sexing, or whatever. Yeah, over shopping. Yeah. So overspending is the number one. Drinking or drugs. Yeah, sex or no sex. Potentially ruining relationships. Mm -hmm. Booze. Yeah. Coke. Whatever the heck it is that Mm -hmm. you're doing to medicate. Yeah. Instead of going to treat yourself. It's cheaper. Therapy's cheaper. A (laughs) hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you have the rest of your life. Why are you being miserable? Okay. So this one I get a lot too. Uh, this one says, I'm struggling so much to feel any amount of joy mm. regarding my pregnancy. I'm halfway through my pregnancy and I wish I could have a do-over. I don't want to do it anymore. I have a six-year-old who is legitimately the coolest guy ever and I have a really great husband who loves us. But I'm 23 weeks pregnant and I just feel completely overwhelmed and extremely sad whenever I think about the new addition. Oh boy, so there's a lot of backstory too. Yeah, and I mean, do you, my, wanna, do you need a lot more? I mean, I, I could, I could get a little more. Let my me see. first pregnancy. Here, read it. You read. Yeah. 
Okay, sorry. I'm like <laughs> reading quick, like speed reading. Like, let me get caught up. Okay, my first pregnancy was so easy. I was so excited for the baby. I struggled with breastfeeding, but overall felt, never felt any baby blues. Mm. Felt like motherhood was for me. Six years later, I'm like, oh, it's a different type of pregnancy. Uh, so I'm always exhausted, throwing up constantly in pain oh. and don't have the energy to show my husband love at all. I cringe when he wants to touch me. Okay, so um, I think, so it's just really uncomfortable. And I, um, it's like when I think about feeding the baby, I just cry. Breastfeeding was so hard back when they had no other things. So she had nothing else to worry about. But now it's like everything's hard. So then what? And I think there's a couple of things. First of all, allowing yourself to feel how you feel and not fighting it. Mm. Because feelings are like waves. And like if you just like ride them out, it'll be fine. Like, oh, I'm feeling worried. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm in pain. I'm not comfortable. That's all okay. What she's telling herself is it's not okay. Mm. And that like is when you like try to have you ever has anybody ever tried to surf? Yeah, I've tried. I'm horrible. It's so hard. And you like almost drown, right? Yeah, and you're like, I'm, so I'm doing this on purpose for some reason. Yeah. And you like try to swim against the wave uh-huh, to get under it. Yeah. And that's like what she's doing. She's like fighting against the feelings like, oh, I should be joyful. I should, uh-huh, should, the should, 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 should. So instead be like, this pregnancy is different and I'm uncomfortable with that. And that's okay. And it's okay. You know, there's this lovely, you know, Ram Das. he's a hippie dippy too. Uh-huh. He talks about allowing the, the emotion to go through you, to pass through through you yeah. to be porous to be we don't have to react to it correct you don't have to judge because it's the a feeling. judgment on the feeling a hundred percent that's what like, that's the killer well and that's the what causes more pain yeah because if we're like oh i feel sad oh i shouldn't mm. i'm such an asshole mm. i don't have the right to whatever then we feel worse about it then we have this other feelings as it's like the, that feeling had babies versus yeah. like it's just a feeling I feel this way. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels this or way. Or what I do is not feel the feeling. I'll try to avoid. I'll numb it out. <laughs> I'll numb it out or I'll get anxious. Oh, yeah. So you, instead I'll like, go into anxiety. You're like tiptoeing around it. You're like, uh-huh. it doesn't exist. <laughs> what? That's and your fun. brain's like, it totally exists. And here it is. great. I got to shop on Amazon. I got to get more diapers. <laughs> yeah. I got to stockpile supplies. Yeah. Like I go into. Yeah. 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 The kid's okay. I got to check out that. Yeah. Make so for this, I think. Um, journaling could help, which sounds really hokey, but jokey or weird, but it's like helpful just to get it out. Mm-hmm. And then I would encourage her to write, start tracking her feelings. She can get on Google, look up feelings charts. These things are amazing. Feelings charts. Mm-hmm. It's like lists. So if some people have trouble, like, what am I feeling? I don't even know. A hundred percent. All yeah. the time. Oh, there they are. There they are. And so you can like print one out. I like, there's one that's like a big circle and it has a ton of them. Not that I expect you to like find it on the fly. But there's like these, yeah, that big color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's a good that one. That one's good. I've seen that one. And so the ones on the outside are usually easier for you to, and the ones in the middle are the hardest. And they're like this, the spawns of them. See how sad comes out to like, you know, depressed, lonely, and then isolated. So it's like what builds from it. And those are your core. So anyway, I really like that one. But print those out and then start noticing and checking off like circle of feelings each day. And then once you write why that feeling's okay. Like why it's okay. yourself, yeah. Well, and they can be irrational. Your, your yes. feelings could be... You can be... look for evidence to support it because it might not even be there. Oh, that's interesting. Like my husband doesn't love me. What evidence do you have for that? Probably not anything. And the, But the feeling is legit. Mm-hmm. However, the reality doesn't confirm the doesn't, truth of that You don't have feeling. to judge, on, judge it. Judge it's it. the judgment that we're looking at. We're oh. actually looking at the judgment and being like, does that need to be there? The answer is no. No. But yeah, so th- that can kind of help. I think that should probably help her. Yeah. Because every we all know... Every experience is different. Just because one pregnancy was easy yeah. doesn't mean the other one's going to be. Right. Also, when we have another child that's depending on, on us already, it can be even harder. Yeah. The second child, it can be so exponentially harder. People are like, moving from one child means I still have some 
you know, semblance of my life and the way it used to be. Having two, you're like, fuck this, no I come out. This is all I am. I'm just a parent. A hundred percent. Well, people ask me all the time, what's it like going from one to two? Should I have a second child? I'm like, I cannot answer should for you. No, you have to make your own decision. Yeah, but I can tell you that you're really all in. Like if you yeah. don't mind staying home and you don't mind, the ki- I have a kid compound. I don't leave the damn house. Well, yeah, because I love you, it. Yeah, but, that, but that's the thing. You, you chose it and you right. like it and it's yeah. just part of your life, right? And yes. like, but some people think, oh, I can still do everything. No, boo-boos. No, no, no. No, you can't. You have two other humans that depend on you. Yeah. And what are you going to do with them when you're gone? Just have a nanny raise them? That sucks, too. A lot too. of people do that, too. But yeah. that's like not, yeah, that's not always the best. Well, I've heard the saying, pay now or pay later with your kids. You oh, gotta put the time oh, in true. Put it, yeah. That's a, yeah, that's some real shit right there. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. That's why mama's home. Mm-hmm. My ass is home. <laughs> I'm there, man. I yeah. am fucking there. Okay, hold on. Let's see. And thanks for whoever sent that in in the backstory. That was helpful. Yes. Okay, let's do this. Oh, this one's interesting. Um, Hi, Christina. I want to know what your thoughts are on moms that smoke weed. Cannabis has always helped me a ton with my patients. I'm naturally a very stressed slash anxious person, and weed really helps. Love the show and love you, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. What do you think, Doc? I think having a real conversation with your children about what that is and why you're doing it is where you have to start. I think people are afraid to talk to kids about drugs, alcohol, sex, um, depression, mental illness in general. But kids don't have any judgment like we do. Think about it that way. If you tell a kid like, mommy's just sad because like life has been hard. And so I'm going to have to take a nap because I'm just, I'm sad. Don't you ever get sad? They'd be like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. There's no judgment. It just That's is. so true. It just that is. We are the ones that are like, oh, we're going to make them, they're going to think this thing. No. Right. Mm-mm. If you just speak honestly and openly with children, they'll deal. It'll they be okay. It. If we don't, they tell themselves stories to make sense of what's going on. And they'll blame themselves. Yes. I did something that made mommy mad and that's why she's taking a nap versus mommy had a hard day at work and she's sad. So mm. she's going to nap. Wait, nap? Or, I'm saying smoke weed. No, I was just saying like conversations. Oh. But what about I was just weed? A, a I think it's okay to particular. say like this helps mommy relax. This isn't for kids. Because right. this is only an adult thing. Mm-hmm. As long as it's legal where she is. I mean, because we don't want to bring any of that into the uh, into the works. No, no. But in California. Is, yeah, in legal. California. Washington, um, Colorado. But yeah. do, you, do you have any concerns about the parent being kind of checked out? when It depends if there's TH. I mean, well, I guess it is. Oh. I mean, it depends on what she means, like what type it is. Like CBD oil. As long as she THC. can still be present. Right. I think that's fine. But if it does, if it is, it's like drinking with your kids. If it does put you out, then it's not appropriate to do around children. If it puts you out. But just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't get drunk or smoke weed. Like if she needs to do that sometimes and the husband's taking care, she's like, I got to take a break. Love you. (laughs) This is us breaking up the duties. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with dinner. I'm going to go chill out for a bit. Yeah. Then that's fine. Yeah. But I think there is like a responsibility factor. Definitely. So I'm, I'm, so in other words, um, let's say it's 2 PM mom smoking a doobie and hanging out with the kid. Like probably not that no. level Mm-mm. of like, I'm super high, but it's like a conversation with your spouse mm-hmm. about your, also if it's like your anxiety, she say, Oh, patience. I She's, think in stressed and anxious, I think talking to a therapist could be helpful because this is just numbing out the issue. It's not fixing the issue. Mm-hmm. It's just like taking medication. Yeah. Um, having a conversation with your spouse, making sure you're not the only, like the only caregiver around when you're doing that. Yes. Just being responsible, yeah, being be a responsible. parent and then just doing it. I don't have any problem with parents smoking weed or, but as long as they're either with it or 
not in charge of the kids. Yeah, I exactly. agree. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Don't it, smoke weed and try to care for your children if it puts right. you out be, of Right. Be able to handle like a, a you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I but I think you. it's fine. Now, this one's interesting. Um, hold on. Hold on. Also, I think there's just a lot of judgment around what moms can and cannot do. Like all of a sudden you're a mom and like all your underwear, like don't go up your butt anymore. And they're like full coverage. And then like your pants go up to your belly button. And then you're, you it's have to like, shop at the gap. It's yeah. A, all of a sudden you just lose card. all sex appeal and just turn into a blob. No, we did this question. We asked a guy how to pull his weight. Hold on. There was one I had. I wanted to ask you. What the frick? Joy. No, we did that. Sorry. Hold it's on. Okay. Well, I don't want you to do that. It's a bummer. <laughs> oh, here's oh, one that you could know about. This is fucking interesting. Okay. So you treat patients that have borderline personality disorder yes. in your practice. Do you want to just quickly run through it for people maybe who don't know what it is? Yeah, borderline, borderline personality disorder is um, a pervasive mental illness, meaning it affects us most days, like almost all the time. And it's born usually out of trauma. Um, but it can come from a lot of different reasons. Its main component is like fear of abandonment. Mm. So they do a lot of what's called splitting, which is like black and white. You're either all good or you're all bad. So you do something that doesn't isn't good for them and it hurt their feelings. Instead of being like, hey, that hurt my feelings, they feel everything really intensely. So they'll be like, you're a horrible person. I hate you. Mm. And so it's these, these extremes. And that can be really difficult, A, for the person with borderline personality disorder and the people involved in relationships with them. I think that's like, in a, and they can be really impulsive. There's a lot of other symptoms right. to it, but that's Impulsivity, overeating. Overeating, overspending. Mm -hmm. Spending drugs, what all that stuff. Yeah. They're basically like super fun. So, <laughs> so this, <laughs> this person writes in co-parenting with somebody that has borderline personality. Mm -hmm. He writes in, so my ex-wife has borderline personality disorder. I had to get out of the marriage because of the abuse it comes with. I drew the line at physical abuse. So now we're going through a divorce, which is super fun. We also have a three-year-old son. Sounds so fun. Sounds rad, yeah. And co-parenting <laughs> is going surprisingly well. But I am noticing things coming out of my son that are concerning. For instance, I will be sitting or reading or maybe just on my phone, and he will rush over to me and ask, Daddy, what's wrong? What's wrong? Are you okay? I have mm -hmm. never given him a reason to do that, which means my ex is probably bursting into tears or doing something that is making him ask if she's okay. I know eventually she will abandon her mom duties, which is fine. I would love it just I would love it to just be my son and I and give him a sporting chance to not take the potential damage she can inflict. Until then, any tips on how to help my son and curb his absorption of her BPD traits? Andre. Yeah, c talk talk to your child because the thing about uh, people with BPD can get better and can get help, but they have to want to. And it doesn't sound like this particular person is wanting to mm -hmm. and to, you know, implode and explode your marriage, I guess it, it, that speaks volumes, especially physical abuse. Like it's gotten to an, an, a very dangerous point. So I think communicating with your son about asking questions, being curious, that's okay. And then giving him the, space and time he needs to express things to you mm -hmm. so if something's going on and, and he comes up to you he's like what's dad what's wrong oh my god what's happening and be like i'm fine what would make you think that something was wrong right just be curious because that will tell them more about like what's going on to be like what'd your mom do yeah because that the kids get defensive and then they feel like they're put in the middle and we don't want to create that dynamic especially because if that if the child takes that and tells the mom i can see that only being That's bad bad news yeah so i think it's just uh, communicating, letting them know, seeing what's going on, learning, and then having conversations about like, 
oh, I just enjoy some time alone sometimes. That doesn't mean something's wrong, you know. I'll tell you if something's wrong mm-hmm. and then, then communicate in that way. So I think right. it's just like talking to your kids again. I think people are sometimes afraid to communicate, but communicate to them in the way if you can for a minute put yourself in their position and that age of you, if yes. you can go back in that, be like, what would I have wished my parents had done? And my answer 99% of the time is talk to me. Yeah, just explain Tell me it. what the fuck is going on. But explain but explain it in a way they understand. Obviously yeah. not like, hey, your mom's a borderline, mom has borderline totally. personality disorder. She's mentally, what, what should he say? Like mommy has mental it depends if it depends if they've talked about it or not i'd probably just say oh mommy's a little more sensitive than i am so that's that's why i'm not as easily upset that's a good that's a good way to explain that to a kid because also it's still their mom right and that's the tricky thing with parenting too is because even if your parents suck they're still your parents (laughs) and that's like it's good and it's fucking bad you know i'll talk to my shrink about that (laughs) i've been unpacking that for a fucking decade (laughs) (laughs) um how do you explain death to children i think you're honest about it what is that so what for instance my my family dog died uh, a couple months back i think you you say i think you say that um whatever if you're religious then you go into that spiel but i think if you're not you just say that yeah, the dog got old or it got hit by a car and it didn't survive and it's really sad. And again, going back to the fact that people are like, oh, I don't want kids to be sad. I'm like, no, kids have feelings. Let them yeah. feel the feelings and be like, I'm really, and then express your stuff. Like, I'm really sad mm-hmm. and that was really hard and I'm going to miss the dog. Are you going to miss the dog or how do you feel? You know? But do you say death? Like, do you explain the concept of death? Like, he's never coming back like what do you I, I think it depends on the age because i don't know three i don't i know and i don't think he'd <laughs> no, understand the concept i just said doggy heaven and we're gonna miss him yeah you could say doggy sad. heaven he went to a place that yeah we're not, we're gonna, yeah. yeah just don't be like oh he's in a like my parents are like he ran away that's what they used to always that's say it. or that's like it. oh he's in a farm in nebraska like what yeah. come on now like why can't he just come back exactly yeah kids are like what because that doesn't yeah. make any sense yeah. So just give them enough information. Be like, yeah, you could say he died. I said he got really old and sick. Yeah. yeah. And then he's no longer with us now. He died. You could say died, yeah, but died. I wouldn't get into a whole conversation about what death is. Right. Because I don't think at three they could actually understand mm. like uh, object permanence. And oh, stuff. right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, right, like, right, Think right. of developmentally like them understanding. They know that if you go away, you'll come back. But I don't think they understand like spiritual world, you know, no. like, souls. And but that, maybe yeah. at like, I don't know eight, 10, you could start having real conversations where you could just say like they got sick and they died. And that means that they're not here anymore. Not, died means they're not coming back. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I think died. that's okay. Don't, I think that makes sense. Yeah. I think you did a good job. Doggy Thank heaven. You. They're not here. And, and then you can just let them f- express what they want to feel. I'm sad. hundred percent. And I always tell them we're very sad. Aren't you, you know, I'm sad. We're going to miss him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad. It just is so sad. It's not a, it, cause feelings are not, uh, the problem it's when you don't talk about that shit exactly okay what about this i get a lot of people saying things to me like uh well first of all yeah oh, oh i had someone write in asking um they're 15 they have a 15 year old son and the mm-hmm. grandmother is dying okay. and he wants to be a part of the death mm-hmm. of the grandmother is that acceptable yeah. a teenager can deal with death yes okay and i think even more so especially because teenagers I, don't, I mean do you remember what it was like to be a teenager i do i hated I it i fucking hated it i hated it, it. Yeah. but it's because we're our hormones we feel so much yeah it's the point in our life when i think that we are the most like sensitive yeah and so more than any other time let your child participate because mm-hmm. i think it's really important for them to feel and validate how they feel yeah i'm having a hard time too i want to cry too and that's okay you know um 
and letting them be part of it is probably part of their own healing. Yeah. So oh, that's interesting. Okay. And they're capable. Yeah. Uh, what about the question I get a lot, which is um, my parents are pieces of shit. They're mm-hmm. not involved in our children's lives at all, but so-and-so is getting old and dying oh, and God. they want to see the kid and I want them to know their grandparent or something, mm-hmm. even though the grandparent has no interest and has been a piece of shit. Like, what is that all about always? Guilt. Yeah. Is that Irish Catholic guilt? I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I think you're right. <laughs> like, you should want mm-hmm. to I have sh- grandparents. We should think. have this relationship. Things should be normal. They should be good people. Yeah. We can't control that. I think if, I mean, only do it if you think it's helpful and healthy. Right. If it's not one of those things, if it's just out of guilt, I know people talk about regrets and everything, but you only have regrets if you allow yourself to judge behaviors that you maybe didn't think about. So you're thinking about it. What do you mean? Sorry. Like when you do things that you like do impulsively, let's say, or without much thought, people have regret about those things because Uh, they didn't give it much thought, but you're giving this thought and you're like, Hey, they're kind of pieces of garbage. They did a shit job raising me. I'm doing my best with my kids. I don't really want them to see my kids. Yeah. Trust your instincts. Yeah, and no then, judgment. Just because they're about to die doesn't mean all of a sudden they have access to you. I agree. Or just the idea that just because you're blood related doesn't know. mean they should have access to the like. You don't want to be around them, so why would you want your kids to be around them? I know that's a thing. Like I, I don't have children, but I can imagine I'd be even more intensely protective if I had like with. I mean, I'll put myself in positions where I'm like, this person's an asshole. But like, children, no, damn, no, no, get the heck out of here. Yeah. What about uh, it's Christmas time mm-hmm. and uh, crazy Aunt Stacy's coming over and maybe she's got a little mental problems too. Mm-hmm. How, what do you do with that? And she's going to stay with us for a couple of days. Okay. Um, talk you, with your children ahead of time. Okay. And talk to them openly. Like, yeah, she has a mental illness. If, if you know, um, it makes her, she's a little loud or she, she cries a lot and just know that that's just part of what she's <laughs> dealing with. That's 100%. <laughs> she yeah. drinks yes. and we know alcohol is not good right but she you know and just be honest yeah as much as you can and then be like so you know we're just gonna give her space right just give her that's her what space. i tell your children just give her your space give because space. you want them to not be around as much as possible I'd assume. oh that's a great if, if idea. she's having a hard time i don't know how crazy this right, like if you Aunt see Stacey her is. if you see her crying <laughs> or if you see that she's a, in mm-hmm. a in a mood just give her some space yeah so they're not potentially upset by you know get out of here what Ugh. do you want her lord only knows god i hate everything okay <laughs> family's hard <sighs> family's really fucking hard. fucking worse <laughs> Oh, um, how do you feel about people having sex with their kids in the same room? Like no, babies. no. People do that. They email me and they're like, I we... mean, baby, baby. Like if they can't, they don't know they have a belly button, right. they're not going to know you're having sex. But I'm talking like, five, I get emails where like, our five-year-old's asleep and we started banging and then he woke up and it, I ruined my orgasm because of it. It's like, wait. What? what? No, get okay. another, get another room. Get a room, literally. <laughs> okay. What of about, your own. What about nudity in front of your kids? I don't think it matters until they're old enough to know. Which is that age? What um, age is that? I mean, they'll probably start to get curious around like four or five asking what things are. Yeah. That's fine. That's like natural curiosity. But I think after that age, you should probably, you know, like if you had a daughter, she could still shower, you know, see you naked, whatever. But I wouldn't put her with your sons and your husband. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So my sons shouldn't see my Hooters uh I mean, this. I mean, he's only three. Curious, I yeah. give him a couple of years, and then yeah. Can I? What What age do you stop listening to Howard Stern in front of your babies? Mm, put your headphones in. 
Um, Even at baby age? Once they start talking. Talking. Because yeah, then they can that's say about stuff. When I stopped. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, oh, Baba Booey. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, my first, my kids' first words were hit him with behind. Um, okay, I think that's it, you guys. Uh, do you have anything else you would like to add to moms or anything you feel like we didn't cover? Not really. Oh, I felt like I just wanted to suck all the juice <laughs> out of having you I can here. come back. Please come back. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, totally see, come I forget back. that. I forget that like, you're a local person. You yeah. can be here. Um, thank you so much for being yeah, here, Yeah, of course. Katie. Thanks for having me. But check out her YouTube channel, guys. And she really has covered like every topic under the sun. And if she hasn't for some reason, can can they email you and they can, uh, you're on the socials? I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Everywhere that you can find me. Just Katie Morton. Katie Morton. Find me. M-O-R-T-O-N. Also pick up her book, Are You Okay? I highly recommend it. It's an easy read. It's accessible. There's not going to be a lot of just stuff you're not going to get. Which it's just like I my channel, kind of. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote it all myself. I know, I love it's it. A, it was very cool. Yeah. You're very talented. Oh. Very, very everything. I love you, Katie. Oh, I love thank you, Katie. You. <laughs> all right, thanks for being here, mommy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Meow. <laughs> where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my